Hello, you little enchiladas, and welcome to episode 110 of Hunger in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by Carrie. I got nothing. This has been one of those days, and uh, I'm just, I'm glad that we ended up being here. <laughs> yeah, we almost didn't make it to the finish line, but here we it was, are. It was close. It was, yeah. it was close, but uh, yeah, we, we got, we got, we got, we got her in. And we may not if I keep coughing and hiccuping, I don't know. We got her in. I had a hiccups for five straight minutes earlier, so. Oh, wow. Hopefully that doesn't come back. Um, but yeah, I, if for no other reason, I love today because it feels chilly outside. I'm so happy. Yeah, it does. It's short-lived. It's not going to be for long. No. I know, but I'm embracing the fact that it's only in the mid-70s and I'm actually chilly when I go outside. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wore a sweatshirt outside earlier. Oh, I mean, wow. I wasn't out there for very long. Oh, that crazy. I mean, I had to walk to the recycling bin. Oh, okay. And I was wearing a sweatshirt. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, it's kind of chilly. And okay, I'm hot now. But <laughs> yeah, it's a nice day. I mean, it's cloudy. But it is. Yeah, it's nice. The temperature's yeah. nice. I like it. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, it was, was touch and go there for, for a minute. Uh, well, I guess about an hour and a half. <laughs> touch and go there. Um, but but we made it. We made mm-hmm. it. So that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Basically, because I don't want to jinx anything right now. <laughs> we'll talk too much about it. Yes. Yeah, so when I thought it was. A no go. I went to Starbucks because I was like, "Oh, I got some time. I can work late." And then at the Starbucks line, Carrie was like, "Let's go! <laughs> All right, let's go. I'll go home and finish it up." Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, can't miss Triple Star Day at the Starbucks. No, when I, you're a gold member. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, what's the highest member that you can be? Do you know? Do they have like a platinum? Is platinum diamond? Mm-hmm. It's gold. That's it's gold, it. Yeah. And uh, I don't even really know if they, like, do that for new people. Like, if you newly signed up for the rewards program and went through the rigmarole, if you could still get gold. But, like, when I started doing it, like, 100 years ago, um, you can get a gift card. And, like, if someone gives you a gift card, you can register it Mm -hmm. online and make it, like, a rewards card. Mm. And then if you go so many times in a year, you get upgraded to gold status. And you get like an actual card that's like a gold card and stuff. So, so what what privileges does that come with? Um, you can earn like stars, which are bonus points or whatever. Normally, when you buy something at Starbucks um, with a rewards card and especially a gold card, I guess, um, for every dollar you spend, you get a star. And it used to be different; it used to be better, but naturally they came in and ruined it because too many people were doing it. I hate that. There's because there's there's like places that had really awesome rewards, yeah, and now not because and I you know what one good example and not to get off track because I would like to hear more about this this Starbucks uh, star points thing. Not that I'm ever going to be a member, but you know, um, the the uh, Maker's Mark ambassadors mm-hmm. that when when that first got going when we first got in it it was so awesome because they would have small events. Mm-hmm. The Keeneland thing was awesome. You go they you they had all kinds of like they give you a free gift yeah. um, that was really awesome. They used to have all kinds of different like parties and things of just for ambassadors. And, mm-hmm. and then like everybody became an ambassador, right? And now they don't do any of that anymore. When did you guys become ambassadors? Well, I let mine lapse. We became ambassadors probably in the late 90s, early 2000s. So like it's, it yeah. Because I did when I became like, the year I turned 21, uh, okay. my, one of my uh, family members, 
It was, I mean, so they still live close, but they had lived within like 20 or 30 minutes of mm-hmm. it. So we would go there a lot when we would go visit them. And that's when I joined, like when I was old enough to drink. Yeah. I joined it. But yeah, I remember those like parties and events. I don't know if I ever went to them, but they were definitely there. And now you never hear anything nope. from them. And in fact, two of the most, probably I would say two of the most valuable makers bottles um, that we have are ones that we got at events. So they had a Mardi Gras um, event at the Lexington Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag not my count- counterclocks. <laughs> um, and they did like a raffle or something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got it. We ended up getting that Mardi Gras bottle. And then there's a, a redhead bottle in there where the wax is kind of like turned up at the ends to like be like like the Pippi Longstocking. Mm-hmm. And that was in an event in Louisville. And that was, we got won that off of a raffle or something like that. Nice. But yeah, they don't do those events anymore. So yeah, I feel like a lot of rewards places are just kind of like meh. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you still get stuff from Starbucks. It's not like they took anything away, but you used to be able to accrue your points mm-hmm. like quicker because mm-hmm. before, I think like last year, maybe they changed it. But in the olden times, when I was a gold member for the first time... <laughs> Um, it was every dollar you spent, you got two stars. Oh, wow. So you would accrue points really quickly. And it was like, you could get something for 50 or 100 or 200 mm-hmm. and maybe 250 or something. And then 400. Okay. So like, I would always save mine until I got till at least 250 because that's when you get like free lattes and mm-hmm. stuff. If you saved over 400 stars, you could get like a free cup or like one piece of merchandise from in there. And their cups are expensive. Yeah. Um, like, they had some 30% off at the window today, and they were still, like, 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous. I don't... For a cup, yeah. If I have their cups, it's because someone else bought them for me, not because I bought them. So, but, but the, and it, it kind of, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, now it's just a one-to-one deal yeah. on most days. Yeah. So, like, you spend a dollar, you get a star. And then, once a month, they do double star day. Mm-hmm. So, you have to... And now you have to activate it. You used to just be there. Uh, yeah, no. So now you have to go on the app More and activate work. it. No. But um, they'll tell you, like, I'll get an email to be like, tomorrow's your double star day. So you have to go on the app and activate it. But then you get two stars for $1. And then, like, every three months, maybe they have the ever-elusive triple star day. Ooh, okay. So you get three stars per dollar, which was today. All right. Also had to activate it. Um. So, yeah, I ran out there and... That's a good work break. Sure, yeah. For I, sure. I can see that. It's not too far from it's your house. Like, yeah. It's like right up on Bo- Boston Road or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that locally, I think the best... Shamrocks used to have a rewards thing. I think they, they stopped it. Mm-hmm. Um, BHG has a rewards thing. Oh, God, so. Yeah, and I will say that... See, John, John, the problem is John's a points hoarder, mm-hmm. and he just won't use the points. He likes to hoard the points. I will say, though, I think one of the best deals in town in terms of rewards is rolling oven because oh, yeah. every time you make a purchase you get like a star and i think it only takes like 10 stars right? yeah maybe or maybe eight maybe less than that mm-hmm. but you know it doesn't take it like an enormous amount of stars to get a free pizza yeah i got us a free pizza yeah. once off my rewards thing yeah, yeah. so that's a really good one that's a good one the bhg one is good too um if you live around here or in louisville or wherever they have bhg mm-hmm. stuff because which is drake's harry's malone's yes and if you go there a lot, they add up quickly. So, like, when my mom lived here, she lived close to the one in Hamburg. Mm-hmm. So, she and her friends would go two or three times a week. 
because what else are they doing? Right. They're not going to cook for like one sure. person each in their own houses. So they would just <laughs> go to dinner at Harry's like two or three times in a, a week. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, at the end of the year, at Christmas time, like, she would have so many points saved up that she would get, like, 100 or $150 worth of gift cards. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so that's how every time we would go to eat, she'd be like, let's go to Malone's. I got gift cards. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really easy to, like, accrue the points on, but. Yeah, so those, those are two. But rolling oven, definitely, if if you're, mm-hmm. if you live here in town um, and you go to either the Versailles location or the Mirror Twin location mm-hmm. and you haven't signed up, you really should sign up for their rewards. Uh, two more that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Um, what is it? And I've already forgotten them. Uh, Locally? Yeah, Northline Coffee and Donuts. Oh, okay. They have the same deal that, um. A rolling oven has and then on occasion you'll get a coupon for like 15 percent off mm-hmm. and then um the integrated baker now oh, has the same thing does she okay yeah. um remember we signed up for it. oh yeah we did sign for i forgot uh i will say two in richmond purdy's i don't know if they still do but i used to get free coffees a lot because i would try to go down there like once a week or whatever because it's mm-hmm. a really good meeting spot in richmond and um, there, there was like they were like a one to one. If you buy one, like mm-hmm. you get a star or whatever. Man, you remember when places you said the punch cards? Yes. When you like ten punches, you got a free. Yes. One. I used to do that at Firehouse and Subway. If you lost it, you were screwed. Yeah. It's like um, Sav's Chill always had one. That's the Seinfeld. <laughs> the Seinfeld episode. Um, that's actually the the strike, which everybody thinks of as Festivus, mm-hmm. but Elaine is trying to get a free sub in that episode mm. and she only needs like one more one more sub and, her, and jerry's like is there a free free captain's hat involved in this maybe because <laughs> she writes a fake number on the back of the card and gives it to a guy she doesn't want to you know oh, talk yeah. to yeah, yeah. and That's she's trying the, the whole thing that whole part of her episode is she's trying to get the free sub card back <laughs> i mean worth it Right. Yeah. High-end hoagie outfit like that, they got to be computerized. <laughs> but anyway, enough about rewards cards, I guess. Yeah. Um, just a little tip, though, if you are going to go to Starbucks, uh, you can get the Sarah Special for summer, which is the Venti Black Tea Lemonade sweetened with a one petite vanilla scone. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. It's kind of a deal. It was less than $7. Oh, wow. That's Yeah, cheap for Starbucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hinky recommends sure. national brands. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not. I feel like there's not like an awful lot going on though. We kind of went. We went to brunch last week. Yeah, well, you went to that wedding. You know, we teased it. You teased it on the last episode, I think. Mm, And then we teased it on this last episode of GBS. And so now you got to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Like where it was, at least. Not because I don't want to. I just forgot. Um, Yeah, my friend Emily uh, got married on a random Thursday afternoon. It's actually my parents' wedding anniversary. So it's like, oh, you and my uh, mom and deceased father share an anniversary. Um, but yeah, so that was a couple of Thursdays ago. Um, Renee was there, so that was fun. A bunch of other people we work with were there, so that was a really good time. It was at Talon Winery, um, which I've never been there. I don't know why I've never been there. Um, I've known about it for years and years and have always wanted to go, and I feel like I've had their wine, and it's fine. That's the one off Outtage Creek Grape. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they had the Luke Bryan concert that everybody got stuck <laughs> on the side of the road or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, and there's not, like, a ton of signage to get out there. And once you get past, like, when you're going down Tate's Creek, once you get past, like, Brandon Crossing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is nothing. It is a two-lane road, mm. which is what I love. But also, it was raining. It had been raining that day, so don't, like, go flying down those roads when it's been raining. But I love a good back road that wine's all about, mm-hmm. which is what that is. But, um... Also, that was the same day that everybody was talking about <laughs> that stupid, like, biggest mansion in Kentucky or whatever. Mm. Um, that's like, was it like 50,000? No, it was like 24,000 square feet or something, but it's like the most expensive house in Kentucky. Oh, okay. And I drove past the road it was on. Huh. While they were talking about it on KSR, I was driving past the There road. you go. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was cool. It's kind of like out of the way, out of the way, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't actually have wine when I was there, because um, only one person at our table was drinking, and I didn't want to be, like, the only other person that was drinking. That's so. fair. Yeah. Um, but they had wine, like, all the wine from Talon Winery was there, and then they had some other drinks. Uh, they had pasta catered. I'm not sure where it was from. I think it was just a generic catering company. Um and then they had a little dance floor that nobody danced on. Until but, after you left. Yeah, which is fine, <laughs> because I'm not a dancer. Right. But um, the ceremony was 10 minutes. was originally going to be outside, but it had been raining, so they moved it in. So it wasn't hot. It was short. Um, everybody had a good time. Saw some old friends. Got to eat pasta. And the then end. I was back home by 6 p.m. There you go. See, that's a wedding right it there. It was truly the best wedding I've been to in quite some time. Sounds like it. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would recommend. I mean, I don't know if I would recommend Town Winery because I didn't really draw the wine, but I'd go back there. But the space and everything and the, the atmosphere was good. Yeah. They had like just like a generic kind of barn, but I mean, I've been to a bunch of barn sure. weddings. Yeah. So they're all kind of the same. Right. But um, yeah, good wedding, good time. Um, Yeah. If you're going to get married, seems like a, if you want to get married during the week, it's quite cheap. All right. Good deal. I'm glad it was a nice wedding. Yeah. I'm glad it was short. Mm-hmm. That's what you want in a good wedding. Yeah. Short. 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 There's no, the there's point. absolutely zero reason in my mind why why a ceremony should drag out beyond ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, they uh, literally just walked up. Um, do you? Wrote, do you? Yes. Yeah, read their well, they wrote vows. Okay. So they read their vows, and then the do you do you throw a ring on it? Out, yes, sir, let's gun, get out of yeah, here. let's do it. Let's eat and whatever. Like it happened so quickly. I looked at my watch and was like. It was exactly 10 minutes. Uh-huh. I'm liking this already. Yeah. I didn't have to be in it. It wasn't hot. There you go. It was short. Perfect. The trifecta. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. I'm done being in weddings. Don't ask me to be in your yeah, wedding. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, um, just don't even ask me to go to your wedding at this point. Yeah. I'm done with weddings, period. I will go to them for like very close friends and family members. Like I'll go to a family wedding because I, I know people in the family. I'll go to your wedding if you're a really good friend of mine, but don't feel like you have to invite me to your wedding if I work with you or like... You're not going to be insulted. We're like casual acquaintances. Sure. That's fine. I don't do well in social situations where I don't know anyone. Yeah. I actually turn into a big old giant freak. (laughs) So you don't need that in your life. I don't need that in my life. So let's just call it even. Well, speaking of social situations, to to transition into this... Um, you had, I guess, you know, some social situation going on down in Chevy Chase on last week, last Thursday. Oh, Apparently, yeah. everybody and their brother who was an old was down there. Yes, I did not realize that the dinner special was so popular at 5 p.m. on a Thursday. 
church. My mom came to town, and no, we didn't go to a BHG restaurant. Because we always do when I was trying to change it up. Sure. And uh, she was close by the Josie's. So I was like, let's go to Josie's. We haven't been there in a while. And um, while I was waiting for her, which it took her 30 minutes, that's fine, traffic and whatnot, um, I just kept noticing, like, it opens at 5, I was sitting there at 5-ish, and then car pulls up, and, like, like some really old people, like, 85-year-old people, like, get out, and they're, like, barely moving, and there's, I'm not being ageist, I'm just explaining what they look like. They were old. I mean, they were moving. Yeah. Yeah. They were alive. I mean, they're allowed to eat. It was just funny because it was like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's too late for the early bird special. But um, yeah, so a bunch of old people came in and then it was me and my mom and a couple with a baby. So it was like a oh. a real varied situation. And then that was fine. We ate and we got up there and left. And I said, mm, by the beer trap, I need some beers for GBS. So I took my car around the corner and tried to parallel park it very badly. Um and they still charge you up until seven, and it was six forty, which was stupid. So I had to pay fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Um, the elusive uh, sage rabbit was open. Yes, it was hopping. I walk across the street. Um, the bear and the butcher's hopping, and I walk into the beer trap, and that is the most crowded I've ever seen that place ever in my life. And it was Thursday night. What a weird at thing. Six forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of August. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, and it wasn't like college kids because everyone i've told this to has been like oh well the kids that's what i figured the kids were not in there (laughs) maybe this is like maybe they're like the steve buscemi kids that are like uh, hello hello, fellow fellow students hello fellow kids (laughs) what's the haps now it was um, a lot of middle-aged people again not being ageist i'm just pointing out who was in there it was a weird clientele for the time of day. And then um, I got to shop, and as soon as I was done, they filled up the aisles with chairs. Kind of being, like, a little rude. Rude, yeah. And then uh, it took me forever to get to the bar to pay, and the poor bartender was quite frazzled. And I was like, this is weird. Is it always busy on Thursdays? And she was like, I don't know. I don't normally work Thursdays. Uh, yeah, so uh, I left her a big tip. Yeah, good. Um, good for just you. Just because, yeah. like, you know. Sure. She's, she's dealing with everybody's she's crap. With it and, yeah, I mean, I'm just buying beers. It's not like you even have to leave one, but I feel bad. So I left her a big one. But, um, yeah, it was just a lot of people out and about. And that was before everybody started coming back. Because now the students are back. And it is, um, there's a lot more traffic. Yeah. It is something. <laughs> yeah, it is something. That's all we'll, Which, we'll say about that. Luckily, I didn't run into too much yesterday because it was raining when yeah. I went to work. And I didn't go there today. So, so there you go. Was, yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't like, it was funny because last, we had the, you know, the last uh, episode, we had the, the box, that box with all the snacks from India in it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that Friday, I was like, man, I haven't had Indian food in forever. <laughs> so we ended up getting Indian food just from Tandor up the road, oh, nice. which they have excellent. They're very good. I like them very much. I'll have to try it. I've never, I don't really dabble that much in Indian food. Yeah, it's, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I think my favorite though has got to be Paneer Sag. Which is um, basically like cream spinach almost, but it's got like chunks of cheese in it. It's it's really good. It's very delicious. Creamed spinach with chunks of yeah, cheese. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a lot better than I described that, it. That sounds gross. No, it's delicious. Paneer already sounds like something I wouldn't like because well, I feel like it's their version of cottage cheese. It's, it's of. not. It's a lot firmer. 
It's like it's a tofu eater. Kind of. Ew. No, it's good though. It really is. Mm. It's really good. It's very delicious. But yes, yeah, so I like it, some tikka masala. Well, I don't know if it's really Indian. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I did hear a fun fact about it today on the YouTube. Apparently, British people invented it. They did. Yep. Invented it. Mm-hmm. Even like the guy from India that was talking about it was like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But I think I knew that because I watched some Gordon Ramsay something at some point mm-hmm. and he said it or something. Yeah, but this yeah. Was on food yeah, they did. Yeah. And it's like number one dish in Great Britain or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's good. So, and, you know, curry versed is one of number one sausages in Germany. So yeah, there you go. True. So yeah, I did the India thing. And it was really good. And uh, then not, not didn't didn't go this place, but I made me a tomato pie. Finally. Mm-hmm. Been several years since I made a tomato pie and somebody at work brought some really big tomatoes. And you need big tomatoes for a tomato pie, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what a tomato pie is, you get a pie crust, you can make your own if you want. Basically, layer the bottom of it with tomatoes, and then the traditional way is you use um, you mix together like mayonnaise and cheddar cheese, and some people use Parmesan cheese too. And then you that's the topping, and you Mm -hmm. just layer that over the tomatoes, and then you bake it. So where did you hear about that? Yes, so I had never heard of a tomato pie in my whole entire life until. We went to one of my weirdo birthday dinners, as John calls them, because I have picked some, we've had had some interesting birthdays around here over the years. The lady who brought her own beer to the the place we were at and sat in the booth with us, that was really interesting. Um, But we went to Dudley's. Actually, because Jimmy Russell, who is the is the is the master distiller, I guess he's kind of like a master distiller emeritus Mm -hmm. at uh, Wild Turkey, was having his birthday. And it was advertised in the Herald Leader. Like, this was a public event, right? This wasn't something that we crashed or anything. <laughs> so, I was like, I want to go to this. And John's like, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, we signed up. We get there. Like, there's a bunch of people there. Like, okay. there was tables. Like, we got sat at this table with people that we didn't know, but who turned out to be pretty awesome. Nice. And, you know, they had a prefix menu. Uh, Jimmy was awesome. Jimmy, he didn't even, I don't think he probably knew half the people, didn't know half the people there, but he came around to everybody and said, hi, thanks for coming, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so one of the courses was a tomato pie. And I was like, what is this? This is freaking delicious. And yeah, we looked it up and it was, it's so easy to make, but the labor comes into the fact that you have got to get as much water as you possibly can out of the tomatoes mm. or else it's going to make it soggy. Yeah, yeah. Because the first time I made it, I just, I, I thought, you know, I didn't get a, the, enough water out. It was soggy. The second time I did it, I thought I had enough water. No. This time, I leached those tomatoes <laughs> for a full 24 hours. Wow. And you can use the tomato water for other stuff, like soups or whatever. After you're done, you can freeze it or do whatever with it. Um, But yes, and I use Greek yogurt, not mayonnaise, because I don't care for mayonnaise, (laughs) as we all know. And Greek yogurt Um, is healthy. Yeah, but if you're looking for something to do with tomatoes, I highly recommend. There's a ton of recipes out there, a ton. Oh, you also need to put basil on the top of the tomatoes before you put the mixture on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but again, there's tons of recipes out there, all kinds of different ways to make it, if, you know, and a really, really good way because you, you can use like, I used four big ones, but you could do six easy okay. if you slice them thin enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Do you use like do you like a thicker slice in that pie, or do you need like a thinner? I like a thinner medium. Mm-hmm. I like a medium to thinner, just because it makes it more compact. Mm-hmm. I like a more a little bit more compact. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually had tomato pie, but sounds good. I like yeah. tomatoes. If you like tomatoes, I highly recommend. Yeah, I love tomatoes. Um, they're very tasty. Um, yeah, Jimmy Russell is like, he's like definitely a man about town. Um, I haven't been to Wild Turkey in years, but... It's really nice. Their visitor center is really yeah, nice. Yeah, I need to get back out there, but I went probably 13 years ago now, and... Um, we went there, and it was just, like, during the week. It was, like, in like in the winter, and no one was there. So, like, we went there, and we went in the visitor center, and we didn't know anything about it. Um, we went and was kind of looking around in the gift shop area, and there was just an old guy sitting back there hanging out. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Just uh, cutting up a big old conversation. We talked to him for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, and then walked out and find out that's Jimmy Russell. <laughs> He's just hanging out in the gift shop talking yeah, to anybody. That's, that's what he does. He yeah. just he'll just hold court over there and you can ask him all kinds of questions and mm-hmm. he'll talk to anybody. He don't care. Yeah, he was super yeah. nice. Um yeah, that's a cool distillery. I definitely need to go back. Yeah, visitor center's super, super nice. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's really cool that you're able to go to a dinner like that and you've got a birthday coming up. So I, maybe yeah. I'll do something equally as wacky. No, we don't tell you. Yeah, I, I tell now <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. Maybe you'll hear on GBS when it's actually my birthday what, what I ended up doing um and and getting as a present for my birthday. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well it's every girl's dream. Right. And it and it is it yes, it is. But uh, yeah, then we went to we went to Tack House Pub mm-hmm. for brunch. Yeah, Carrie'd never been there and um uh, Renee and I went there years ago definitely pre-pandemic yeah for the for our blog um just to check it out and see how it was um but i hadn't been there in four or five years so i said let's go and um it's by the ramses on harrodsburg road so it's kind of out there on the fringe but um it's really good it's really small it's literally just like a little a little cabin and um you go in there and they've got a pretty decent menu and um Food wasn't like blowing your mind good, but it was a, just a good old fashioned solid. Breakfast. Yeah, it yeah. was solid. And their grits were, I had some grits and they were delicious. Yeah. And like for me, when it comes to breakfast, like, I mean, I love a fancy dinner and whatnot, but I get simple breakfast is all I need. And I just had like a Belgian waffle with some sausage patties and they were actually patties and not links, which, and they were big patties. They were. See, yeah. Was very, very often. And so they were really good. And then the, the waffle reminded me of the waffle I had at Merrick Inn that was like kind of um, funnel cake like, mm-hmm. so it was kind of light and airy but also dense yeah. somehow. Um, but it was really good. I really liked what I had. And then you had like that hash. Kind it was of like a scramble. I call it a scramble. Yeah, because yeah, it had eggs and sausage and mm, ham and peppers. Things. Yeah, and the potatoes. It was it was really good. And I really enjoyed it because. It was enough food to fill you up, but I didn't feel like I was like, ugh. You know, I didn't feel like I was, yes, didn't. I actually ended up eating dinner um, that night because I didn't feel like I was just super, super, mm-hmm. just super full. Yeah, I mean, it was really late when I ate dinner, so it filled me up. And it also made me have to take a nap. But, you know, it was rainy. It was like storming sure. when yeah. I fell asleep. So yeah, nice. so, so that, that, that yeah. yeah, 
Absolutely. I yeah. had um, good drinks. They there. did. I will say the Bloody Mary that I had, that's one of the best Bloody Marys I've ever had. Like, for real. Because you could tell that they, they definitely, you know, people are like, oh, we make our own mix or whatever. This was, that you could tell, this was super tomato-y. Which I really liked. Mm. I mean, if I'm getting in some of those, some of those pre those bottle mixes you get, they're kind of thick. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. a thicker tomato juice. Yeah. But this was like a thin tomato juice, and it tasted like tomato juice. It was mm. really good. I really liked it. Yeah. When I had my foray into Bloody Marys, I think that was a mix, and it was gross. Yeah. The, some of them are just not good. I like. I mean, I like tomato juice, and I have like used to keep tomato juice on hand to make soups with. So. I mean, maybe one day I'll... Yeah, that, their their Bloody Mary was really delicious. I really liked it. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, the whole experience was good. Yeah, rec- nice. re- recommend. Yeah, it's a nice little spot. I mean, it was busy, but it wasn't like we had to wait. No, yeah, and they had outdoor seating, too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, just too humid. Which they did not have when me and Renee went. So they've definitely... And that's probably a, like a COVID thing. Yeah. I would assume. But yeah. they just kept. Good yeah. spot. Good, good breakfast spot for sure. Yeah, check it out. Um, Harrisburg Road, out past Palomar. Yeah, so just it, a couple of lives. Yeah, there. it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not that hard to get to. Mm-mm. No, it's pretty good. And there's some other restaurants that are out there too that um, I always hear about, but I don't venture to often. Which, of course, the Ramses is there. Um, there's that El Charo. There's an El Charo out here. Um, there was something else I saw out there too. I don't remember what it was, but there's a bunch of places there's like a whole little like strip mall out there Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah definitely check it out yeah recommend oh that's what i was going to go back to with the grits we had this conversation when we when i was talking about the grits and eating the grits um and you said you like sugar in your grits yeah and i was thinking about this do you like cream of wheat i love cream of wheat do you put a load load of sugar in it well i don't eat it anymore because it's a carb bomb but But um, when you when we were when i was a kid mm -hmm. oh yeah put tons of sugar so that's what i was saying about it i think grits are a little bit similar to cream of wheat i mean it's kind of that same consistency or whatever so i guess you know when you said sugar initially when i was eating them Mm -hmm. and i was like sugar and then the more i thought about i was like okay no i could i think i could get down with the sugar yeah you looked at me like i was crazy yeah i did (laughs) yeah i like just plain grits so i can put butter and sugar in them and she's like sugar like, yeah. yeah, that's how you eat them in the South. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was like, but the more I thought about, it, I was like, well, it's just like cream wheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like a cheesy grit; they're really good, and uh, I like other kinds of grits, but plain grits that you can put whatever you want in them—that's what I like. Okay, yeah, and then you yeah. put like some like stevia or mm-hmm. sugar or whatever mm-hmm. sweetener you like to use in there, and I like a little bit of butter and make it like kind of creamy. Okay, it's all very right. Good. I can, I can, I can, I can see that now. Yeah. Um. And when I went to Savannah the first time, we were talking about this too. The first time I went there, we just took a little trolley, right? And it was like you paid twenty five bucks or something for the day, and um, you could take this trolley around and you could just pick it up and have it drop you off wherever and whenever. Mm-hmm. Um. So we had it stop us just. Uh, not in a touristy spot of Savannah, just in town. And there was a little diner there that was serving like brunch. And it was just literally a walk-up diner. Very, um, very Southern. And all the tables had like a big giant thing of sugar sitting on them. And like some butter. And that's for your grits. Okay. So yeah, and that was some of the best grits I ever had. 
Okay. I don't I'm, remember what it's called, but yeah, I need to try that because now, now in my mind, the more that I processed it, I'm like, it's just like cream of wheat, so I can get down with that because I do like cream of wheat with a mm-hmm. lot of sugar in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. parents were like really big into cream of wheat for some reason, and now like I haven't thought about that until you brought it up. In I a think long, it. Long time. Yeah, we used to eat it all the time too, and I think it was just because it was cheap and oh, it was a, a hot breakfast that would you know fill you up or whatever. We would make it for dessert at night. Okay. Yeah, like after dinner, have yeah. like a little cream of wheat treat. We used to do that with leftover rice, put milk mm. and sugar in it, and then just stick it in the microwave and eat it. <laughs> yeah, we did a similar thing. Like, my dad really liked homemade rice pudding, so mm, we'd make yes, rice pudding out so of good. Um, old white yeah, rice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good times. Rice pudding. Right? Now I want some rice pudding. And now, mm. yeah, so I am willing to try it. The grits nice. with sugar, yeah. So, sugar. yeah, so you know where we need to go next, and we have to go, because we just discovered that this place existed, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Maison Derriere, and there's your Simpsons reference for the day. <laughs> but uh, George Romero's son. George C. Romero. Yes, and who is George Romero? George A. Romero was the famous, R.I.P., um, the famous horror director who directed the some of the first uh, zombie movies so he directed night of the living dead it's a very if you've not seen it or don't know anything about it it's a very much like the original zombie movie it's kind of controversial i think it was the first time he saw like um women and people of color being in lead roles and um it kind of had a social commentary to it but it's a really good horror movie would recommend um he also did Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. So those are the big three. It's like, like a zombie horror movies out pioneer. There. Yes, he did a lot of horror stuff. A horror movie director, writer, um, all this stuff. And he died like in 2014 or, or 16 maybe. He died kind of recently. Um, but he has a son named George C. Romero who also did some of the same stuff. But he uh, kind of pivoted careers and is now a chef. Yes. And uh, he uh, met a woman from Kentucky, and they got married, and they moved to Mount Sterling, and they have a restaurant. What a weird thing. Yes. Is and it- it's just now coming out. They had a restaurant before, um, or a food truck or something. It's, like. And it's a t- it's an Italian restaurant. It's an Italian fusion. Italian-Spanish fusion, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, Mount Sterling Donners have welcomed, and this is, I got this from Yahoo. Okay. Um, Brett's uh, of Wine and Wine. Wine and Pop Tarts sent it to me. Okay, I saw it in the Herald too, but I don't and get access no, to that. Nobody's so. paying for that. Um, Mount Sterling diners have welcomed the creative plot twist at the Italian fusion restaurant that makes everything on its menu in-house from its Spanish twist on traditional bolognese to daily desserts from its pastry chef. Um, George, I'll just read a little bit from it. Uh, George C. Romero followed in his father's footsteps in a number of ways. He went on to write, direct, and produce 23 film projects. Over 35 years at his studio in Pittsburgh and later in Los Angeles, where he lived for 15 years. His father was also good at crafting the occasional culinary masterpiece, teaching a young George C. how to make the classic Spanish gist, arrows, con pollo, and buying him the Casablanca cookbook, which featured all the dishes from the classic film at age 17. Uh, his affinity for cooking and running around in Hollywood circles eventually led to him rubbing elbows and picking up tips from several notable chefs in the L.A. area. Uh, after he left L.A., uh, he did some traveling, passed through Lexington in 2015, and met his wife, uh, Rebecca, and uh, he met her at a bar, <laughs> fell in love, they got married, and they settled in Mount Sterling, and now they have this restaurant, and what is it called? I, I can't, can't remember. remember what it's called. Um, 
Let's see. It's not Ramirez. It's called something else. Is it in here? Um, plot twist. I think. No. 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 That's not what it's called. Um, I don't think. No. That doesn't sound familiar. I want to say it starts with a P. Romero's. It is called Romero's. Oh, yes. For some reason, I was thinking it started with a P, and that is no. It is called Romero's. Um, so yeah, there you go. It is now open. It closes at eleven. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, Romero's on. Uh, it's number two East Main Street. Yep. In Mount Sterling, open four to eleven uh, Tuesday through Thursday, five to eleven on Friday, three to ten on Saturday, and closed Sunday Monday. Yeah, we have to check this out. I mean, you as a horror fan, extraordinaire. Yeah. I mean, we have to check this out, right? Have I mean, to. The perfect afternoon or evening really would be to go to Mount Sterling and go to Romero's and then hit up the drive-in for a double feature. Oh yes, right? yeah, totally, yeah, yeah definitely. There's the, the drive-in in um, Paris, which. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it close? To, I don't know. No, there's, there's another one too that's close by. Mount Sterling's on the way to more Winchester side. Okay. And Paris is on the other side. You're yeah. I yeah. think I've only been to Paris. I've never been to Mount Sterling. I bet because uh, there's a um, there's a cattleman's in Mount Sterling, and we always meet John's mom there. Um, when she's <laughs> when she's in town, excellent salad bar, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely need to check that out. And I want to oh, say yeah. that I saw on like Facebook or something that he was actually um, doing some writing workshops. That George C. Romero mm-hmm. was doing a couple of writing writing workshops at at the restaurant too. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So we just we didn't need we need to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Yep. You know what else is cool? What? Um, finding out what spicy snack you are based on your zodiac. So. Ooh, let's do it. All right, this is from sport.com, and uh, if you watch YouTube at all, um, this is from the makers of Good Mythical Morning, of a whole food website, and a whole staff of people who just review things you can get at the grocery store. So I have a lot of best of lists okay. and what yeah. you should and shouldn't get at the store. But um, yeah, they just have uh, something for every uh, sign. So what's your sign? Leo. Leo. Yep. Let's see. I'm on the tail end of the Leos here. Leo, flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you were making a movie about si- spicy snacks, who would be the main character? You know it would be Miss Flamin' Hot Cheetos. In fact, I'm pretty sure they just did this. Hollywood will biopic anything these days. But seriously, these Cheetos have extremely Leo energy and are very much in the spicy chip spotlight. I'd say it's deservedly so. Even though I love a lot of things on this list, I will never say no. So spending some time with hot Cheetos, and the same goes for Leo's. Okay, I'll take that. I like a hot Cheeto. And then mine, I'm a Sagittarius, mm-hmm. um, is hers jalapeno poppered flavored cheese curls. Oh, those are right near. I feel like those are in your wheelhouse. Have I tried them? No. Have we had them? We, I've never, uh-uh. Um, they have talked about them on Good Mythical Morning, though. Maybe that's where I'm thinking of them. They look good, though. Sounds like I'd eat them. Sagittariuses are curious and always looking to learn more about the world around them. And let me tell you, these strange little cheese curls from hers told many cheesy, curly secrets. They're essentially Cheetos puffs, but they are as cheesy as they are spicy, to the point where they actually taste a lot like jalapeno poppers. If you're looking to expand your spicy chip knowledge, Sagittariuses, then check out these chips the next time you see them. I will, Sport. Thank you very much. There you go. Um, other contenders. Let's just quickly run out there. Yeah. Who, who um, else we got here? Aries were Takis Fuego. Ooh. Taurus were Doritos Tapatio. Okay. Gemini, Kettle Brand, Crinkle Cut, Habanero Lime. Cancer, Bulldog, Carbon, Bulldog Carbonara Ramen. 
Um, let's see. Virgo, spicy dill pickle almonds. Libra, sweet chili Doritos. Scorpio, Takis Blue Heat. And let's see. Capricorn, Ruffles Flamin' Hot Barbecue. Yeah. And then I'll oh, say so yeah, Aquarius, spicy pickles, and it's got Wickle spicy pickles. Oh, okay. Yes, they make an beer. excellent beer with high wire. And then um, Pisces were Chester's hot fries. Okay. I love uh, those. I used to love a Chester's just regular cheese for or a. Andy Cap. Uh, Andy Cap. Andy Cap. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of, but yeah. Not Chester's. Not uh, Chester's. We're, we're Andy, Andy Cap people. Yeah. Yeah, I love an Andy Cap. Um, but yeah. That's, that's fun. A fun little one. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what else we'll take? Everybody wants to try some food. <laughs> and uh, we are trying some spicy foods here. Well, yeah, at least one, at least spicy, one spicy. Yeah. So I found a whole bunch. Uh, had like a windfall of snacks at the store. And then we got that uh, snack box and we had something else yeah. before. So these are older snacks, but they're still good. So the first one is Pringles Enchilada Arubada. Um and they don't really say anything else about what they're supposed to be on here. But there's a picture of a lime and an adobo chili. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's supposed to be a lime and adobo chili flavored. I didn't get maybe like on, on like the the first couple of chips I got just taste like Pringles with some spice on them. Like mm-hmm. I really didn't get a whole lot, you know. And then the next couple of chips I've had, I did get a hint of lime. But yeah. really, they're just kind of Pringles with spice. I, I don't know. They're they're fine. Yeah, I, Almost just like barbecue chips. Kind of, but less flavor, <laughs> if that makes sense. I guess less flavor compared to the other thing that we have. Yeah, this is kind of giving me those hot honey vibes. I could I could see that. Yeah, I mean, they're still good. And I just took a bite of one that had a lot of flavor. A lot of, oh, you had a lot of uh, uh, seasoning dust on that on one. It. Yeah, dust on it. Um, but yeah, they're fun. I mean, if you like a little tiny bit of heat, I'd say go for it. Something to spice up your otherwise bland day. Yeah, that one I just had had a lot more spice on it, had a lot more dust on it, mm-hmm. and so I got more lime. Yeah, I mean they're fine. I'm, I may take them home and eat them. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. Um, the other one I'm very excited about because they had these in um, ruff, um ruffles, you know the hip ridges. Uh, they had these in ruffles form like mm-hmm. years ago, and I had 97 bags of them because they're so <laughs> good. Um, but these are. Lay's kettle cooked uh, ruffles all dressed flavor. So all dressed is like the Canadian flavor. There's maple syrup and then there's all dressed. So it's a tangy, savory, and sweet flavor. And it even says a Canadian flavor. And I wish they wouldn't be a limited time because those are delicious. I know. Um, I was trying to see if it would say exactly what. To me, they're like a like a sweet barbecue vinegar chip. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. That's what it tastes like to me, too. So it says they have paprika, uh, garlic powder, onion powder, malic acid, paprika extracts, and spices. Yeah. But yeah, it's a crunchy blend of tangy, savory, and sweet all in one bite. It delivers what it promises on the bag. Ruffles brought this deliciously unique flavor from Canada, and now you get to enjoy it with the iconic Lace Crunch. So this is part of their like um, series where they have limited time offerings. Uh, has the Funyuns one on here, which has been out for like 100 years, and they're fine. I'd rather just have Funyuns. I was going to say, I'd rather just eat Funyuns and if I'm going to eat Funyuns. This must be the last in the series, because I've seen these other ones before, too. The Cheetos flavored Lay's. Again, I'm going to eat Cheetos. And then Cool Ranch Doritos flavored. Again, I'm going to eat Cool Ranch Doritos. Yes. That seems... No, those, exactly. Those, these are the ones that are worthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. A worthy contender. So, we, we both agree barbecue, vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's like a little, it's almost like a sweet barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like if you had sweet barbecue sauce and you mix a little extra ketchup in them and to then, get that like and then sweetness. put some like vinegar, like dump, put some mm-hmm. like malt vinegar on there or something. Because they use a lot of malt vinegar and stuff in Canada too. But um, yeah, all dressed chips are the bomb. And I feel like we've been talking about them, like reminiscing about them for a long time on this show. Mm-hmm. And now they're finally back for a limited time. Delicious. I don't know how limited the time is. I did just get these the other day, so they were still fresh on the shelves. Um, yeah, and they had a big in-cap display of them, so I should have got more. Yeah, really good. But well, yeah, good that, Those are good, yeah. Like those better than the Pringles. Yeah, they're better than the Pringles. Yeah, for sure. Although I'm not turning either of them away. No, nah, you know. So. Um, but yeah, that was a good choice, and we have some other things for next time. So now it's time for... The Hinky History Lesson. So, this one is me. Um, and instead of just, like, reading you verbatim what's off of Wikipedia about this um, subject, I thought it would be fun to go through some, um, like, facts about it. So, I found this article, and this is about Snickers, the history of Snickers. Uh, 22 facts about the popular candy bar. Because it satisfies. Yes. And that's on here. So I won't read all 22 of them because this is a really long article, but we'll hit the highlights. So chocolate, of course, has been around for thousands of years. And this is from MASH.com. So MASH.com's Snickers, colon, 22 facts about the popular candy bar. Chocolate, of course, has been around for thousands of years, but it wasn't until the later, later part of the 19th century that candy confectioners started putting things like marshmallows, peanuts, and caramel into the chocolate and selling it to the public as candy bars. One of the earliest candy bar sensations that's still going strong incredibly today or still going incredibly strong today is Snickers, with Mars pumping out 15 million of them every day. Wow. The chocolate bar with peanut, caramel, and nougat filling has been satisfying the hunger of candy lovers for 90 years. Whether it's enjoyed in the fun-sized version by kids at Halloween or claiming a Guinness World Record for the largest candy bar, there's no denying that Snickers is one of the world's most popular candy bars. With such a long legacy, the candy bar has seen its share of highs and lows and come under fire more than once for its high-calorie content. From its early beginnings to most recent milestones, here's everything you wanted to know about this candy bar giant. So, this one is one I didn't know. Snickers bar is named after a horse. I did not know that. So, Snickers candy bar didn't come into existence until 1930, and by that time, its creators, Frank and Ethel Mars, were already incredibly successful. Frank Mars had started out quite poor to the point that his wife left him because his candy business was going nowhere. Frank Mars did eventually hit it big, though, with another popular candy bar in 1992, the Milky Way. So, what does this have to do with Snickers? Well, the Milky Way was so successful that it made Frank and his second wife, also named Ethel, a bona fide candy mogul. With all the money rolling in, Frank took up some pretty pricey hobbies, and one of them was horse breeding. The guy didn't just buy a couple of horses to ride on weekends, either. No, Frank and Ethel went big and purchased a 3,000-acre farm called Milky Way Farms and deployed 100 people in Tennessee. Uh, one of Ethel's favorite horses was a prized race horse that died shortly before Frank's Mars new version of the Milky Way with the addition of peanuts went into production. In honor of the horse named Snickers, the couple decided to name the candy bar as a tribute. Huh. I had no idea. And 3,000 acres? Yes. Holy shnikes. I mean, pretty awesome. Um, what's even more awesome is that this was only called Snickers in America. When they sold it in the UK up until 1990... Uh, it was called something else. Huh. So, Americans have, may have been eating Snickers since 1930. Folks in the UK didn't start eating Snickers till 1990. 
This is because for years the candy bar wasn't called Snickers, but it was known as the Marathon Bar. Oh. As for the primary reason that Mars opted to call it a Marathon Bar rather than Snickers, uh, well, essentially, they were worried about uh, that people would think it was a joke since Snickers rhymes with knickers, the British slang for women's underwear. In 1990, they decided, which is stupid. In 1990, they decided to use one name for all the candy bar all around the world. So Mars phased the Snickers name with the uh, packaging reading both Marathon and Snickers so as not to confuse customers until Marathon was eventually dropped altogether. I have heard of a Marathon bar, but mm-hmm. I did not did know, know that. Snickers. Yeah. In a tribute to the candy's past, Mars reissued a throwback run of Marathon bars in 2019 for a limited nine-week run. Candy bar was exactly the same. The only thing that was different was the wrapper. Um, let's see, what else? Mars begins making is Snickers uh, for Halloween months in advance. So, uh, Snickers may not be the most popular best-selling Halloween candy, but it is a ridiculously hot item. Candy Bar rakes in millions of sales every October, and in order to ensure there's enough peanut and chocolate goodness around to go around, Mars has started making them months in advance. And obviously, the shelf life is pretty high on those things. So. Yeah. <laughs> According to Mars Wrigley's chief operating officer, Halloween is a Super Bowl for Snickers. We're thinking about Halloween well before it happens, so it's a constant all-year-long preoccupation for us, for sure. Uh, he said that the Mars factory in Oak Park, Illinois, starts making Snickers and other candies that will be sold at Halloween at the spring before trick-or-treaters take it to the streets. The factory pumps out Snickers throughout the entire summer in order to have everything shipped out non-store shelves by September. Uh, while the CEO, Marin, I guess that's how you say his name, didn't drop any specific numbers as to how many Snicker bars are sold during the Halloween season, more than 400 million are sold during the course of a year. And speaking of Halloween, Snickers tried to get the date changed. Um, being that Halloween is such a monumental time for Snickers, the candy bar does have some weight it can throw around regarding the holiday. Halloween, of course, falls on October 31st. and many years, it falls on days of the week that aren't exactly party-friendly. Uh, October 31st was on a Thursday in 2019, for example. Not the worst day, but not as good as Saturday. Uh, in 2019, Snickers joined a movement to make officially make Halloween the last Saturday in October. Um, get out. That didn't work. Um, let's see what else. I'm trying to find ones that are kind of interesting. Um, they were the sponsor of the 1984 Olympics as a nutritional sponsor. (laughs) The Snickers candy bar, along with M&M's, was designated as the official snack food in the 1984 games and nutritionists were less than pleased. That's awesome. The present labeling is misleading in that it leads consumers to believe these candies are endorsed by the Olympic Games as a nutritious snack food, said a dietitian. That's like the uh, the John Belushi, you probably have never seen this, but um, he had a sketch on Saturday Night Live where he was supposed to be an Olympic decathlete and he was was, um, uh, advertising little chocolate donuts <laughs> as a breakfast and he was smoking and like doing the long jump <laughs> well this is kind of has a it might be based on this uh mars secured its official snack endorsement of snickers by paying the olympics four million dollars along with free candy for all the competing athletes um uh, nutritionists were concerned the promotion would lead to little kids to figure out that if they eat snickers or m&ms they'll become athletes well yeah it was a pretty fair argument too especially when snickers had athletes like alpine skier carl anderson promoting it in commercials and saying that eating a snickers allows me to concentrate on downhill oh my god uh, this is little chocolate donuts this is the Saturday Night yeah, Live sketch. And it come gets to, better. That's hilarious. Snickers didn't back down and had their own candy nutritionist defend the sponsorship. Athletes do have greater demand for energy, and candy <laughs> is one way to get it. 
In case you're curious, Anderson didn't need the Snickers to concentrate on downhill at the 84 games because he didn't even compete. Wow. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, that one's kind of dark. Uh, Snickers probably helped save a man's life. Hmm. As Colorado outdoorsman Christian George would later admit in 98, Mother Nature up in these mountains is not something to play with. Uh, George was on a snowmobiling trip when he got separated from his group and buried in an avalanche. The only thing he had in his pockets at the time were two cigarette lighters and America's favorite candy bar. When I stopped for gas in the morning, I picked up a little pint of orange juice and a king-size Snickers bar, and unfortunately, I left the pint of orange juice in my car. Half frozen, George was able to free himself from what could have been a snowy grave, and over the course of four days, crawled through waist-deep snow until he was spotted by a helicopter. In order to keep his strength up, George was careful to ration his Snickers bar a bite at a time. This was back when the king-size Snickers had 510 calories. And while he did lose 23 pounds during his harrowing ordeal, he would have been worse off, if not dead, had it not been for that Snickers. Smart to buy the king size. Had George not been busted for illegally growing a marijuana a week <laughs> later, who knows? <laughs> could have been a Snickers spokesperson. And speaking of smoke, spokespersons, um, they're celebrity ads. Everyone knows them. You know, you look like right. you can use a Snickers. Yeah. Um, Snickers early TV commercials were animated ads geared at kids, but these days they're better known for ads with hangry celebrity icons like Joe Pesci and Betty White. The Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry commercials helped reverse a downward trajectory that the brand was facing prior to launching the ad strategy. Uh, the first of the ads featured Abe Vigoda and Betty White in a touch football game that aired in 2010 at the Super Bowl. I remember that one. Didn't do just do well, but it was the best performing commercial of the game that year. Uh, garnered more than $28 million during the game. More Snickers commercials obviously followed with everyone from Robin Williams to Aretha Franklin. Even fictional monsters, the Gremlins, found their way into the commercials. Popular celebrities with celebrity cameo... Commercials with celebrity cameos are pretty good for business. Snickers saw their uh, sales increase by 16%. Um, let's see. No one cares about that one. That's just because you can get peanut butter in them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, it. That you recently had a caffeinated Snickers bar. I remember that one vaguely. Yeah, um, let's see. I don't know what the point of it was. You were getting sugar. 2008, Snickers launched Snickers Charge, a candy bar that, in addition to its usual peanuts, also included taurine and 60 milligrams of caffeine. I do remember that. It offers consumers a bar of substance and a delicious and satisfying way to tackle the afternoon hours when one needs to repower. Mars Vice President Michelle Kessler said. Yeah, Michelle, I'm sure I believe you. <laughs> Even though the candy bar contains slightly less caffeine than a cup of coffee, dietitians are concerned more about the 250 calories of sugar people would be consuming. Um, wasn't the first time a candy bar tried to take on Red Bull and other drinks. Butterfinger tried it a year later. Uh, Snickers Charge was only meant to be limited time candy unless it really took off, which it didn't. Um, the world's largest Snicker bar weighs two tons, and tell me that doesn't look like a casket. It does look like a casket. It's like a coffin flop. S- satisfying there. casket. Uh, nothing makes for good brand marketing like a securing a place in the Book of Guinness World Records, and Snickers kicked off 2020 by doing just that. Mars set out to create a candy bar that would make every other candy bar out there look like a puny fun size version by making one that weighed in at over two tons. Just like a regular Snickers bar, this giant version still had peanuts, caramel, and chocolate, just a lot more of it. Candy bar was made with 3,500 pounds of milk chocolate and 1,200 pounds of peanuts, caramel, and nougat to help celebrate two different anniversaries for Snickers. We're not only celebrating the 90th anniversary of the brand, but the Super Bowl will also mark 10 years since the iconic GameSpot launched the award-winning You're Not You When You're Hungry campaign. Uh, What better time than the Super Bowl to satisfy the largest scale yet? 
The massive size of the giant Snickers was equivalent to 41,000 regular Snickers bars would be consumed by the 600 Mars Wrigley workers in Waco, Texas, who helped make it. Uh, almost along probably, along probably just about everyone else in Waco. Unfortunately for Snickers, they didn't hold the record long. Reese's Take Five stole the record just a couple of weeks later. Womp womp. Um, what else we got here? This is just sad stuff. Um, Let's end on a happy one. Yeah, there was. Um, they had a few little snafus here and there. Um, here's one that uh, we could all remember. Um, Snickers ice cream bars debuted in 1980s. I freaking love those they're things. Good. They're good. A Snickers bar by itself is delicious, but adding ice cream can only make it better, right? I released in 89. The Snickers ice cream bar is everything you love about a classic Snickers bar, but with a twist. It contains peanut butter ice cream instead of nougat. Some fans on Influencer proclaim that it's textually better than the normal candy, while others said it was perfect. It was the perfect fulfillment of a pregnancy craving. <laughs> Uh, in 2021, Mars Wrigley announced the release of its Snickers peanut butter brown peanut butter. Wait a minute, Snickers peanut brownie ice cream bar. That's oh awful. wow! Okay, which is effectively the ice cream bar with a piece of brownie added to the mix. However, the company hasn't done it, done it yet. Um, apparently, maybe in 2024. Okay. Well, I love me the Snickers ice cream. Let's see if there's any more that we think are fun. Delicious. Um, I yeah. haven't had one forever, and now I want one. I, I mean, I also do want one. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. The only other thing was about um, people got upset when stickers reportedly removed the veins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those are good. I like those that. Those are some salacious ones in here. And I like the twist on the history. I like yeah. that. That was a good twist with the facts. Yeah. Because there was some history in there, too, mm-hmm. about the, you know, the, the, the I had name. no idea about that horse. Yeah. Right? Snickers. <laughs> now I'm going to name one of my horses in uh, Zelda, in the new Zelda games, Snickers. Snickers. They've got some good names. I've got one named Clip Clop. Okay. Peaches. Uh, there's a big giant, this is not food related. There's a big, <laughs> like, m- like, almost mythical stallion that you're supposed to get, um, and I named it. I tried to make it, name it Megan the Stallion, but it's too many letters, so it's just called Megan T.S. Okay. But it's Megan the Stallion. All right. I like it. Um, but yeah, the next horse will be called Snickers. All right. And now I'm going to have to get some Snickers ice cream bars. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. We'll <laughs> have to wait till 2024, though. Right. So. No, the, with the just the regular ice cream bars? Oh, yeah, that was the brownie one. That was the brownie one. one. Yeah. I don't care. I can give a flip about the brownie one. <laughs> have you had the brownie Snickers, though? I have, and I wasn't that impressed. Uh, I liked them all, right? I, I didn't like them enough to, like, run out and get more. But and the peanut butter one was meh, too. I don't too. like the peanut butter one. It was no, meh. No, it's too creamy. Yeah, I don't so. want my, I don't want my Snickers to be I just, creamy. if I'm going to get Snickers, I'm just going to get a plain old, old-fashioned old horse Snickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it was talking about Milky Way. Um, Milky Way Midnight is the oh. best candy bar. Yes, Milky Way Dark. Change my mind. Delicious. Yeah. I love it. Love so it. But yeah, fun. So I like the facts thing. Yeah. I, I like that. It was fun. Um, we also have some fun drinks. Speaking we do of fun, have some fun so drinks. We some of these uh, yeah. Warheads uh, pops left over. It's the last of them. Yeah. Sad day. Yeah. So I have the watermelon, Warheads Sour Watermelon Soda. It was very pink. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I actually liked it. Again, uh, it tasted like a watermelon jo- Jolly Rancher, but with just a hint of sour. Mm-hmm. wasn't super sour. Hundred and fifty times better than the beer. <laughs> yeah, um, and I had the um, sour green apple. Um, also tasted like a Jolly Rancher, and um, looks like Mountain Dew. Yeah, 
So these are good. I yeah. I actually liked these. Like if you're looking for just like a different kind of soda, yeah. um, that's not Coke or Pepsi or whatever, recommend. Again, got them at Walmart. Yeah. So there's no caffeine, but sometimes you. I don't want to say sometimes you don't need caffeine. I always need caffeine. Yeah, but the, you know, if you just want a fun soda, I I think these are these are pretty good. I, mean, I think I liked I liked the flavors that I had. Yeah, me too. I had the blue one last time. Yeah, the right? blue blue raspberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tastes like blue. Tastes like blue. It tastes like berry. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you had the Sarah start the Starbucks special, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Once again, that was a black tea lemonade sweetened with a one singular petite vanilla scone. Yeah. And every time I only order one, they go, "Just one? One thin vanilla scone?" <laughs> They're like, "Really? Just but just one of them?" Yes, some of us are trying to be on a diet, so instead of eating three, we're going to eat one, okay? It's a little choice. Don't be a scone pusher, jerks. Yeah, don't enable me. <laughs> I've been, I'm enabled enough. But uh, yeah, it's good times. Yeah. Good job. Fun times. Good job. Fun. We'll do it again in two more weeks. Absolutely. Ooh, it'll be like, will it be Labor Day? We'll be really close to football. Yes, it will. Ooh. Yeah, we may have to have to talk some tailgating Ooh. snacks or something like that. We'll come up with some topics. Ooh, yes. Shall we? T- Ooh, we should eat some tailgating food. We should. Ooh, now I'm getting excited. Yes. Uh, football's back, baby. Woohoo! And you know what else is back and it never left? Um, Hungry Kentucky. It's still here. Um, yep, and it's here and we're doing it. And now we're slap happy. Um, but if you want to see what we did in the past and what we're currently doing... Um, Twitter and Instagram at Hungry and KY, uh, or X and Instagram, whatever it's stupid called. And the thing where you Twix, I'm calling it Twix. Thing where you fire off your thoughts in rapid succession. Um, yeah, we're on there at Hungry and KY. You can send me an email, hungryandky at gmail.com. And, um, the show comes out every other Wednesday, whatever it is that you find your podcasts. And then, um, GBS is still rolling. Still rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling mm-hmm. until I, you know, what? what is the, the Breaking Bad? Um, I don't know. I forget what he says. Until this, you break bad and start no, making bad things. No, with the, the train never stopping. Anyway, I forget I forget what Walter White says, but that's just, yeah. You're the one, I'm the one who knocks? No, it's, 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 it's the train thing. Ah, I'll look I it up later, whatever. I just like to say that one. Um, anyways, yeah, on the Twix at GRLS Beer Sports. Uh, we're on Facebook or on Instagram. We're everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Alrighty, well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky.